We have a lot of respect for people who practice different religions, and our purpose with this podcast is to simply identify and deconstruct problematic evangelical ideologies. Oh, hi there. I'm Candice. I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology. Let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It seems like it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology? Welcome to Adventures in Ideology. If you're new to the show, this is a show where we listen to and discuss the radio drama Adventures in Odyssey. It was created in 1986 by Focus on the Family, and it's still running today. If you were raised evangelical, you're probably familiar with it. And if you were not, prepare for some insights into a bizarre evangelical subculture. Adventures in Odyssey was created with the express purpose of indoctrinating children. Having been indoctrinated as children with this show, we try to identify the invisible assumptions that are present in evangelical theology and the way they're presented and normalized to kids through Adventures in Odyssey. We listened to and loved the show growing up, and now we're listening with a more discerning ear to identify and deconstruct the problematic ideas we were exposed to as children, and also look at how those beliefs have played out in our own lives. We're excited you're here. Uh, I'm Candice. And I'm Karis. And our special guest today is Mosa. Hi. Welcome. We're so excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be on as a fan. <laughs> yes. Um, what is, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Adventures in Odyssey. Did you listen to it growing up at all? Okay. So I think it was hard for me to remember because I definitely knew the name and like knew I, like I knew what wit looked like, all that stuff. But I was like, as I was listening to this episode, I was like, this is wholly unfamiliar to me. Um, and then I realized, I think I used to rent VHS tapes. Was it like a cartoon? Yes. yes yeah. They, were, they made a cartoon. They made an animated series. Okay. Just like short so, movies. Yeah. I think I used to get those from the Red Deer Public Library. And that listen makes sense. to those. Yeah. Or watch yeah. that, I should say. So, so. So was that mostly like, uh, what, Imagination Station Adventures? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was like a show about that. Okay. And so, like, it's definitely not. It's not yet. <laughs> not old. yet. It gets there. Oh, yes. I wonder we'll when, they, when they started doing the the movies. Yeah, we'll have you back to talk about yeah. the movies. Okay. We'll yeah, probably I'm go in. through those, too, at some I'm point. Because mm-hmm. I was listening to it, and I was like, this is just boring. This is just, like, regular kids doing regular things. Yeah. <laughs> with like horrible horrible just morals like horrible. attached yeah. to it yeah. to make horrible you feel morals. guilty for being a child an insane an insane adults just like <laughs> telling insane advice to children yes yeah um okay so the episode we're talking about today is called mike makes right um this aired april 2nd 1988 and this episode was written by paul mccusker great work paul uh, I'm going to read the two sentence in, oh. And yet it's still not about women. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, but at least we- women aren't dying all over the place. True. Like when Phil True. Lawler writes episodes. True. Oh. So we yeah. have a theory that Phil Lawler hates women. That's a f- very fair guess. 
yeah because all of his episodes are like this person died or this person suffered so that yeah, or this, this woman, woman suffered yeah so that this man could then find jesus or be god you Whatever. should see the trail of women's bodies that projected wit to the position that he's in. <laughs> his wow. mother died. His stepmother got blinded by a tree by like riding her horse into a tree. And then his wife died suddenly. Yeah. So he's got a trail of bodies. Common denominator. He's, yeah. he's a serial killer. Like, let's not have him have an actual woman to ever talk to, but let's, you know, make sure well, we, yeah. everyone knows he's straight. And right, he yes. has had women in his yeah. life, yeah. Better a dead woman than no woman at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then he would just be weird. Yeah. yeah, then he'd be a creep. Yeah, but I now it's Jesus. fine that he just, like, gives, that he totally imparts his quote-unquote wisdom into teenage girls' lives with no um with no solicitation <laughs> who yeah. better who better to tell us how to live yeah but Indeed. he doesn't do that in this episode let me tell you not a single oh, man. woman seriously well boys did... will be boys yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there is there is not a single woman in this episode correct no not no one, okay. except for no. the lady at the beginning who talks to the professor oh, right oh, chris wait no 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 there is and I noticed oh, that there was a woman in this episode because it drove me crazy. There is a secretary mom. and his oh, mom. There's a secretary yeah. that tells him that like opens the door for him to go see the principal. Mm-hmm. And she sounds the worst. Like she's just <laughs> yeah. the voice they got for her was the worst. It was like, like if there's so a woman like, in this universe and like she's a shrew. <laughs> And I don't know if you noticed, but the principal is the same guy that was the bad guy from the murder mystery one. And he, the one I didn't that we that did all? with the episode we did with Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, I the didn't that principal yeah, was yeah. the same voice actor. Yeah. And I was like, why does he make, why does he creep me out so much? And I'm like, oh, he was the murderer. <laughs> so I didn't know about this murder episode, but literally... I was like, this principal sounds so creepy. What so is with creepy. this creepy principal? Yeah. I thought they were trying to make him sound like, I, I think like warm and like kind kind of, but he yeah. just came across as so creepy. He was, he was, he frightened me. He was like, <laughs> you know, I was out of town. <laughs> I was like, what, what is happening? That, that was a very accurate voice. It was. Yeah. Thank we'll you. have to get you, you to recreate. Um, his his side of things so, get so to happy section. to be able to do the principal <laughs> voice perfectly okay i'm gonna read the description so people know what the episode is about oh, yeah. and oh, then yeah. we'll get into and then it we can jump in billy barton the bully of odyssey elementary gets into a fight with mike caldwell when mike wins he becomes arrogant and lets stardom go to his head I mean, that's actually a fairly accurate description. That yeah. is. I'm, I'm, Compared I'm to like some of the episodes that yeah. where it's like, they this really... happened. And you're like, that had nothing to do with what actually happened in the episode. What <laughs> it's the... like, you're like, yes, that was something that happened. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yes. I feel like you'd be hard pressed to make a synopsis of this episode not be accurate because nothing happens in this episode. Like the literally truth. two things happen. <laughs> Like two different things happen and that's it. I was like, this is like the lowest bar of what constitutes as entertainment I've ever experienced. <laughs> it's true. 
This is also the second bullying episode we've listened to. I was going to say, I was going to say becoming a Christian, probably not the best way to stop getting bullied. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're, you're in Red Deer, it is. Bullied, God. It's honestly, a good way to stop being bullied. I was going to ask you guys, I was like, oh, am I on this episode because I was straight up a bully when I knew you guys? Oh, no. <laughs> Were you a bully? Here's, um, I didn't, I didn't know you very well. I just like no, knew you, you from like older. around youth group, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like I knew who you were, but yeah. I mean, I never saw no. you bully anyone. So thank you. Wow. I didn't, I didn't either. Wow. I mean, we were in high school together, but yeah, I wasn't really that cool and you were, and thank that was you. kind of the relationship that we had. Was yeah, like definitely. We knew each other, but. Yeah, yeah from you know, group, but you were like cool the loser for from youth group, and I was, yeah, yeah. This is a nerdy pastor's kid, and Mo yeah. was cool. Do you prefer Definitely. Mo or Mosa? I don't. Uh, I won't notice either one. Okay. Um, I would say I like am sixty percent. I like Mosa more, and then forty percent. I like Mo more. Okay. Okay. How's that? That's great. Should we jump in? Yeah. Okay. So I. Went through the episode again today at like six, frantically, in in hopes of being ready for tonight. I listened so, to it uh, on my commute this morning as well. I was nice. I made it nice. halfway through. I was listening to it right until we started this, <laughs> and I didn't make it all the way through again. I have listened to it before though, yeah. but I yeah, just wanted I, it to be fresh. So only the first half is fresh in my mind. I listened okay. to it like two weeks ago, really stoned, and then was <laughs> like, today I'm going to listen to it not stoned. Um, and that was easier to follow, I have to say. But harder to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sucked more. It was way less interesting, but more. I knew what everyone's name was. That was kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. So the only thing that guys need is just like, if someone's punching you, like, punch him, but then like, don't punch any other people. Like, they're like, this is what the boys need to hear. Yeah, I it just, was a very yeah, confusing message. It was though, not a great it was, message. Yeah. I, I truly like the whole time during this episode, I was like, is this even a real problem? Like, were, was anyone beating people up at your school? I never no. saw anyone get no. beat up. No. I got I punched either. in the face in high school once. But that was like I was a grown up. Like I was like, I was like, punch me in the face. Like I was being a, a shithead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But like a child, like there was no child running around my school fighting people. No. And every like child's program has an episode about like when there's a kid beating you up at school. And I was just like, who needs this lesson? What is happening? I mean, this kid that's going around beating everyone up. I assume it is happening. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so widely talked about. Right. It's got to be happening. I mean, like kids are mean to each other. It might not be quite so blatant. But there yeah. might be someone who's like shoving people or like, you know, like picking on someone, like taking their lunch or. Yeah. Like, as someone who considers themselves a bully, like someone who was a bully in school, I just wanted you to feel like worthless. I didn't want you to like, I didn't want to hit you. I'd just be mean. You bleed. Right. I'd just be just like, like, you have no friends. Just like psychologically fuck you up. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I'm going to give you issues. It's so thoughtful. Thank you. Thank you. Well, God God forbid Mr. Whitaker come up to some young person and say, like, just manipulate and fuck up them back. But then 
don't do it to anyone else. Just bully right. them back. I know. Like, that is the messaging. He's like, he gives him free. Okay, let's start. Let's talk okay. through the okay, episode. Yeah. <laughs> nobody listening okay. knows what we're talking about. And okay. then we'll get there. Yeah. So to the episode starts with Chris talking about today's adventure has to do with power. And then this guy this professor or something yeah, was like interrupts her and is like i know all these quotes about power and then is just like a dick so he's like absolute power corrupts absolutely power buries those who wield it and he says like six other ones but i stopped writing them because yeah. we get the point power is bad he mansplains he does he yeah and i just kind of skipped through it like, so i don't care I-, I thought it was so crazy at the end of that at the end of that like little thing where he keeps saying these quotes. She's like, well, sure, you know a lot of quotes, but do you know any Bible verses? And I was like, Bible yeah. verses are just quotes. Like, what What are you saying? <laughs> not according to them. It's Apparently sacred. Not. Oh, yeah. I guess sacred. That. Is absolute power corrupts absolutely a Bible verse? If it's yeah, not, like, it should be. Let's start our like, own. Him, him saying, like, start basically everything Bible. but pride become, comes before a fall is not mean he's saying, like, bad things. He wasn't, like, saying it's good to be prideful. I was like, what is happening? Yes, but I think you're I, I think you're hitting on something there because it's, like, ac- like, anything academic knowledge is irrelevant and bad. And, right. like, because it is threatening to them when people mm-hmm. learn outside of the church... You know, it's like, well, that's dumb. The only thing that matters is if you know the Bible. Yeah. So I think you're totally right. Like that's what yeah. they were they were trying to like smear academia, which you know has Sub- its own problems. I'm not here to be like, yes, academia oh, yeah. is the best. <laughs> yeah. But you can see the through line in the like you these are just quotes that like dot 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 it becomes like masks don't work and vaccinations are evil. Like you can yes. see how those things are connected. You can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like if anyone Ugh. whose name is professor anything like his name is professor he's an asshole yeah. fuck him if he says something <laughs> unless his name it. is jordan professor jordan peterson and then they're like all yeah. over that shit if he eats only meat then he's good <laughs> yeah that's a peterson thing right he he just is on i don't know he's diet. very misogynistic and thinks like, oh yeah he's a piece of shit feminist and i, I think and... he's on an all meat diet I think he got brain damage because he went to India or somewhere for like um to be put in a coma for like addiction treatment. And then he he has been out of the public eye ever since. So the, the working theory is that he's brain damaged. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Wow. Good riddance. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, man. Anyways, bullies. Mike Caldwell is out at recess. His best friend Freddie is um, being the announcer or like commentator on a fight that's happening. Billy Barton is beating up Donnie Holman. I think I got the last name right. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't care about Donnie. Mike asks Freddie why he's beating up Donnie. And Freddie's basically like, why does Billy Barton do anything? Because it's recess, because Donnie is breathing. He lists like a bunch of other things. And then Mike's like, well, that's not right. This is stupid. He's killing Donnie. Leave him alone, you big bully. And he starts shouting at Billy. And Freddie's, of course, like, are you nuts? Like, shh, shh. You're going to draw attention to us. And Mike's like, why don't you pick on someone your own size? But he's Let like, him go, Neanderthal brain. He's like, don't draw attention to us. I'm pretending to be a fight announcer at a, at a <laughs> playground fight. 
but that's a different kind of attention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, so then Billy stops whatever he's doing with Donnie and looks over at Mike and basically starts shouting at him, stay right where you are, worm. I'm almost done. And then he looks at uh, Donnie. Had enough, punk? And Donnie's like, I had enough even before we started. Uh, and so then we yeah. we find out Billy was beating him up because he bumped into him, I think, in the hallway at school. It's not really clarified, but it's basically like, now you know to never bump into me again. And Donnie's basically like, yeah, even if you bump into me, I won't bump into you. Um, and then, and then, so then he like lets him go and is like, okay, show's over. Everybody get out of here. And then Mike tries to leave. And then he's like, except you, Mike, and like calls him out. And then he's like, do you have a problem with me? And Mike is like nervous, of course, because now he's being confronted and called out. And he's like, I was really just saying you should stop fighting with Donnie. And Billy's like, my drone beeswax. And then he's like, do you like to fight? Tomorrow it's going to be you and me. Bring a bun and mustard because I'm going to turn you into a hamburger. It's got all, uh, really good. all the funny jokes in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I think of, I, one of the things that really struck me is Billy also says, who made you? The, what are you? The class peacemaker? And I was like, I love this bully that uses like Christian buzzwords. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can, yeah. I can't. I was like waiting for him to say like redeemer. I was like, no one other than Christians are talking like this. People aren't saying peacemaker unless they grew up at the church. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> what the hell? Who are you, a peacemaker? I was like, this guy's tough. This guy's damn. Oh, yeah. Give us more of that Jesus jargon. Yeah. He's like, some of the words that Pastor Paul says, I uh, put yeah. into my taunting what? as a bully. You're trying to be Christ-like? God. <laughs> that would have been better because then it could be like, well, then I'm going to crucify you tomorrow, you know? Better than a yeah, bun and mustard. See, we should be rewriting all of these episodes. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be. I, I I think a big part of these is that they're poorly written. It seems like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, the whole time I was like, this is written badly, including Peacemaker line for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. reading a Twilight book. It's it's kind of but what way you feel less like. juicy. Like at least with a Twilight book, you get the emotional like drama. turmoil and it's like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Totally. You read, I mean, I read them all, right? This, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, I don't care. It's And it's only 20 minutes long. This is Thank the thing. God. And you listen to it and you're like, this is the longest 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> what did I just listen to? When I was high, I did very important feel really information long. for young, young adolescent boys. We'd have Otherwise, how will they know how to handle their job, their masculine job of fighting bad guys yeah exactly like if we don't tell these boys what fighting is right away how are they going to know that they are going to be doing it all the time yeah that's what they're made for that's what they're made for and and the way to solve it is more fighting yeah but only an appropriate amount of fighting Mm -hmm. yeah fighting is like you know drinking just know your limit yeah, everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah. And don't drink BT dub because that's yeah. not Christian. Oh, yeah, when Jesus right. turned the water into wine, it was non alcoholic wine. It's like, Mike, fighting's like cheesecake. Just one piece every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so when I was working at a church, 
I uh, it was during Ramadan, and I worked in the office, so I put together the bulletin, um, along with other things. But one <laughs> one week it, because it was Ramadan, I posted in the bulletin something about during Ramadan, please be praying for our Muslim brothers and sisters or something like that. And I had two different people and the pastor come up to me to tell me why that was wrong that I had put that, that Muslims aren't our brothers and sisters and we shouldn't be viewing them as such. And the pastor, to be fair, the pastor did defend me and just said, this is what other people have said. (laughs) But still, he's like, I get where you're going with it. Maybe just take it out. But still, and then in the front of the church, they have like our Jewish brothers and sisters and we stand with Israel, like, and an Israeli flag, like right there at the front. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it is I think it is like Karis, you should have known the exi- the mere existence of Muslims is offensive to Christians. Well <laughs> 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 it's funny when you say that that they were offended. I was like, Oh, that's interesting to me because as someone like my dad's Muslim mm-hmm. and there's like nothing white Christians eat up more than a saved Muslim. Like I know. <laughs> them, yeah. them knowing my dad was Muslim, like I was like everyone's favorite like person they, like I would have so many strangers like older strangers come up to me like we're so proud you're here we're so grateful oh my God. um what who, how must it be like asking like how bad is it at home like oh my you know God. as if my dad's just what? like whipping me and like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? yeah it's like evangelism porn exactly I want to be so- like actually both my parents are really bad thank you <laughs> one of them is white <laughs> So we were going through Karis's Bible college stuff. Oh my God. And we found this booklet that is like how to evangelize to Muslims. And it, so we're going to, so yeah, it has like, um, it, it calls it a quote unquote, um, a typical conversation with a Muslim. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And it starts out as like, it's like the most stiff forced it's like bullshit. don't look like, them in the eye they take it as an aggressive move <laughs> it's like as a muslim i don't believe in these things that you believe in and, and i as a christian <laughs> believe you're wrong like this is how conversations start with every muslim that i've ever talked to like yeah yeah that's how my dad always started the conversations with me yeah yeah come, that's your only conversations he come into my room he'd be like as a muslim i believe different things than you and you're late for school. And I was like, all right, I better get out. <laughs> Just kidding. My dad never, ever told me I was late for school. He wasn't involved in my life. <laughs> oh, parents. parents. Fathers. It's fathers. Men. Men. Yeah. Men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It should say, like, how to evangelize to Muslims. It should be like, I also hate women and all minorities. <laughs> we are hateful <laughs> religions. Let's work together. My stance is that there is not a good religion for there women isn't. or minorities. No. Like no, no, there isn't. I think like exist. a thing that when you're out, when once you're like out of you know the religious circles, and you see the different ways that you were manipulated and misled, it becomes so clear how the entire structure of it start to do- start to bottom start to finish top to bottom is exists only to 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 manipulate and and have 
like create oppressors and like protect oppressors. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's yeah. so clearly just for that that you're like, okay, these are all bad. Like there's no <laughs> no no nothing good about them. Like it literally like so much like so many things being like, oh like we're we're meant to be bad. Like we're 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 always gonna be bad. We're really bad people. Only Jesus is good. So we all are like doing really bad stuff, but like God forgives us. It's just like, okay, so this is just telling you like, hey, the main guy in charge is going to like, you know, do some really fucked up shit, but we're mm-hmm. going to forgive him every single time. You're like, well, okay, because he knows is- best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, if he does something really bad, like he's going to really talk to God about it and then come back and be like, guys, like I learned my lesson. I talked to God. Remember, I talked to him better than all of you. Yeah. Anyways. But also, like, I feel like on the level of the way they create the being of God, God him, himself in that environment yeah. is an abusive being. Yeah. And so it's like... Yeah, like yeah. what you were saying, exactly what you're saying can also be applied to God, except there is no no one higher up. Like that yeah. stops. And you know what? It's fine if he abuses you because you don't understand uh, he knows what best. He's yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. His His it's all in the greater way. plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he loves you. Yeah. And he yeah. just how like, and, and their then children gets translated into, oh, the pastor loves you. They're abusing you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. It's really insidious. It is. It is. It's it's yeah. so gross. It's so it's gross. gross. It's it so is. gross. Um. Okay. So the next scene, uh, is Mike and Freddie at wit's end, and Freddie's like, "Okay, I was stupid for saying it. It just bugs me that he's picking on everyone and getting away with it." Uh, and then Freddie's basically like, "Yeah, but every school has a bully." And and then the kid that the bully picks on. Billy is the bully, and we're the kids Billy bullies. There's not really anything we can do about it. So basically, apparently, there's this hierarchy within schools. Uh, so then Mr. Whitaker comes up, gives them chocolate sundaes on the house because he heard about Mike standing up to the bully. And he says, just my way of saying I'm proud of what you did today. I thought it was admirable of you to stand up to a bully in order to help someone else. It's exactly the kind of thing we've been talking about in Sunday school. Uh, And Mike's like, yeah, we're supposed to love other people enough to sacrifice ourselves for them. Like Jesus did for us. I like just talking about it. Doing it might be a little more painful. And basically Mike's like, I don't really want to go through with what's going to happen tomorrow. And he's like dreading it. And um, so then Wit kind of interjects. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a good idea for you to fight Billy Barton. If there's any way around it, you should find it. So then Mike's like, like what? Like how do I, what what way? Give me an example. And this would be a very good time for Mr. Whitaker to actually do something an adult should do in this situation. In fact, Mr. Whitaker doing anything but something that an adult should do in this, in this, situation is borderline criminal like Agreed. like truly yes. like he literally like gave them ice like, cream and was like there you go like he didn't even tell his parents like we find out that his parents don't know he didn't talk to the school you know like so, nothing but he does bring it up he's so like wit so wit suggests like sorry i'll just get through this and no then. no wit's like maybe maybe just talk him out of it and freddie's like that's not gonna happen he likes to fight and you talk him out on. of it wit you talk yeah, him out of it we talk to anyone <laughs> like literally yeah. and and 
Mike's like, Billy Barton's idea of fun is to see how many kids he can put on crutches in a single day. And then Wit's like, well, maybe I should talk to his father or the school principal. Yeah, maybe like, you should, Wit. Literally, yeah, maybe you so shouldn't like, ask the child <laughs> yeah. what you should yeah, do. If you, you should be the grown-up. Yeah. <laughs> so, huh. so then Mike's like, no, then he'll just beat me up when they're not around. Sooner or later, he'll find me. Yes, but Better- then people would know it was a problem. Totally. Regardless of the status of getting beat up, you know, like potentially stop it from happening. Get Billy Barton some help. Like there's nothing in this episode about like, obviously this kid is hurting. Kids can just beat people up if they're, if things are okay. Wit is confronted with the tale of a kid who comes to school and puts multiple children in crutches. And he's like, I wonder if I should get involved at all about this. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, there is truly a sick child beating mercilessly children every day. And he's like, I don't know. Like, yeah. maybe Mike can handle this, actually, yeah, now that I think yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's up to you, Mike. Yeah. So, yeah. So Mike's basically like, no, better to just let it happen when I'm prepared to die. And then Wit's like, well, just remember, crappy Bible story. Remember yeah. David and Goliath. Yeah, but I thought this was interesting because this is the first episode of the season and there's a later episode about David and Goliath. Yeah, like three three or four episodes later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, also the the title of the album is Heroes. Oh. And so every episode in this album is like about a hero. And what a hero. So many heroes on display in this episode. So... (laughs) So huh. many. Um, yeah, so then basically Wit's like, well, if you have faith in God, remember, if you're doing what's right, the Lord will take care of you, just like David. Uh, okay, but also not always. Like, that's yeah, a dumb... I know, I didn't like that either. I'm like, so... No, you're like, what about all the people that Christian. get killed doing what's right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't be like, yeah. Christians can't lose a fight. Like, Christians, we beat big, giant, anybody, we can kill them. Like, we can kill them easy. That's yeah, what God but he does. doesn't even say like Christians can't lose a fight. He says like if you're doing a good, if you're doing something good, what's yeah, right? If you're right. doing what's right, which most of the time they're not. Let's be honest. No. Like, but so. this also this also and leaves people the door who open. are doing things that are right like get fucked up all the time for doing all right. the time. This well, is the world is, we live in. This also leaves the door open for like, well, that you just obviously weren't didn't have enough faith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you right, like, oh, you thought you were doing the right thing, but you weren't because it didn't work out for you. Like, you think you think everything's okay, but it's not because you know. Instead of like, no, just shitty things happen. Yeah. Like, like, it's like literally the problem of evil. Toxic platitude. Yeah, it so is. It's a toxic thing just to tell faith. a child. If this you're doing world. what's right, the Lord will take care of you. Yeah. And like, so then, that yeah. that kind yeah. of statement is only exists in a place of privilege like that's Mm -hmm. when you realize okay like rich white american people are making these programs because like there's no world where you would say that to an impoverished child and like i find it so interesting that like people in those places of privilege it's like they can't even imagine someone who isn't in a place of privilege like they're like it's true they're like well this is important information like everyone needs to know about this. You're like, no, like only you can think this is true. Like it's crazy. And there's no like, okay, so mm-hmm. Paul McCusker writes this this character of this bully, but it's like so unnuanced and like 
Yeah. Ridiculous. Like Like, if there is a child who is literally going to school and hurting people every day, like, first of all, you know, the school knows about it. Second of all, they're like, they're setting him up with counseling. There's stuff going on. There's stuff going on at home. There's stuff going on somewhere in his life. He has mental health issues. You know, like he needs help. He's not, I mean, he is the bad guy and he needs help. You know, like he's a kid. He's a kid. He's not really the bad guy. No. there is a bunch of kids sitting around announcing and like cheering on the fight in the middle of recess like teachers are aware teachers will know well like literally later the principal's like so i heard you beat billy barton the bully it's like so the principal just knew that there was a bully who just was like operating at this school like beating people up he's like well this is the same in that other bullying episode, though. The teachers are like, the principal was like, well, we can keep an eye out uh, for him. Like, blah, blah, blah. But that's about as much as we can do. Like, basically, we can't do anything about it. Um, sorry. Right, like, that sucks to be him. I'm he just has busy. to get bullied. Yeah. I'm too busy studying about critical race theory that I have to, I have to force feed down these children's throats. I can't stop bullying. <laughs> I have to... I have to walk through a line of picketing evangelical parents every time to get into my school because they don't want me to teach this. I'm an They're throwing evil rocks at me. I wonder where this like kid who's beating up other students could have come from. Where he got where he got those ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We digress. Um, so digress. anyway. Anyway. So Wit basically is like, just think of David. And then he tells him where the Bible verse is somewhere in 1 Samuel. And uh, Mike says, thanks, Wit. I'll have it read at my funeral. (laughs) And Wit's response is, well, I'll be praying for you. But for now, I'm going to go back and help out other customers. Mm -hmm. Good luck. That's it. And that is Wit washing his hands of the entire It is. Well, what what more could be done? What what could he possibly have done? (laughs) No. What less could have been done? Yeah, what less Not could much. have been done? <laughs> I mean, he could have just not given them a Sunday, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> not just not engaged with them at all. He could yeah, have done. He, did, he did give them promo ice cream. Yeah. The the crazy thing is, if this was a girl, it would have been handled very differently. Oh, yeah. How do you think it would have been handled if it was a girl? I don't know. But it would have been Do you think they different. would even think that there was a possibility that there is a girl beating up other girls? No. Zero chance. Yeah. <laughs> zero chance. What if you it know. was a girl who stood up and then it was like the girl was going to get beat up by the boy bully? Then Mr. The Whitaker is there. He's like, yeah. he's like assigned some of the boys in her class to like be by her side to like protect exactly. her. She's got mm-hmm. like her... Yeah. The Hair principal's canceling his trip out of town that he said he was yes. on during this event. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like this poor this poor boy. Like boys are kind yeah. of abandoned. And like yeah. there there's this attitude of just like, well, you gotta be tough because you're a boy. Man up. You know? Man up, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just like yeah. throw him in the deep end. Yeah, and it is kind of like yeah. the expectation set is like, you'll know what to do. Like, I'm not gonna do really anything, like You'll just innately, like, know how to win a fight or something. Like, it just made no sense. It's called testosterone. (laughs) I mean, to be honest, so as a trans woman and someone who had testosterone in her system and now does not, I swear to God, that chemical exists only to make you horny and angry. Like, you're just, you only (laughs) feel those two things. It's like the only thing your body's possible to feel is, like, mad or, like, want to fuck. 
And now I have I think- neither. <laughs> <laughs> that explains so much about like what emotions are not considered sinful in the church like oh, yeah. male anger and male horniness those are yeah. like and horniness why, is like, an literally so much of the stuff <laughs> you're talking uh, they're talking to you about is like here's how to avoid trying to be horny and like yeah here's what happens when you get too angry you're like wow. okay yeah this isn't that <laughs> you know I don't know not a universal thing to talk about all the time right yeah right. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> it is uh, Yeah. Okay, so the next morning, Mike is like staying in bed. He says he doesn't feel good. He doesn't want to go to school. And his mom's basically like, You don't have a fever. You don't look sick. You seem fine. And then she's like, Okay, either you can get dressed and go to school, get dressed and go to the doctor. Like, either way. And then he's like, fine, I'll just go to school. And but then she tells her, like, kind of a jerk to him. Like, yeah, she's, well, he said he's, like, clearly very distressed. And she's like, suck it up and get out of here. Like, I don't want yeah. you here. You know? And instead of being like, what's going on? Going like, on? Yeah. why don't you want to go to school? She doesn't engage with him at all about it. Well, I mean, because he says some truly chilling things to hear as a mother, I would imagine. He's yeah. like, he says, take a good look at me. I want yeah. you to remember what I look like because I'm about to die, he ba- he says. Basically, And, and yeah. she's like, well, have a good day at school. I was like, what? Like, yeah. Like, what why are you on? sending him to school? She's you like, keep him home and yeah. talk about it. You see, like, no, I've never you seen you so scared. On. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially if this isn't like a normal thing. If it's like every single day he has a hard time getting up or like every day he hates school. Yeah, or every day then, he talks like he's a ghost already. Yeah. I mean, that also has its own warnings or like con- yeah. concerning, but yeah, it's a different. But yeah, either way, like check in with your kid. She does say when he says that, take a good look at me. She does say, what are you talking about? Is there something that I don't know? And he's like, no, everything's fine. And she's like, okay. Well, he pauses. He like takes this long pause. And then he's like, yeah. no, everything's fine. And I'm like, this- first of all, why aren't you talking to your mom about this? Like, what are you scared of? What's going on in your home? Yeah. was my thought. Yeah. Like, you know, and also, I, but it also kind of makes sense because his mom was not really paying attention or like being receptive to him. No. Like, no. she was not treating him like a whole person, you know, we've just, had, like, kind of a pain in her butt. Like At this point, we've had two adults who were in a position them. to stop this, like, insane yeah. event from happening. And neither, both abdicated the responsibility. Like, Yeah. Well, and, okay, uh, our mom growing up would say, like, I'm a mother. I know everything. Like, yeah. she knew what was going on. Like... <laughs> You advertise it when you're writing. when you're young, even when you're in middle school. Yeah, like, you do. You do. Yeah. You know, if you're if it's someone's like, paying attention, they can tell something's going on. I saw I saw okay, I saw a TikTok and it was like, What was the best lie you've told your kid? And it was this mom saying that she told her kid that every time he lies, that a dot would appear on his forehead. And so now so then every time he would lie, he would stand like this. So she always knew. <laughs> He would stand with his hand covering his forehead so that she always knew, which is like, uh, anyway, most moms know what's going on. So like, this is just bad writing in my mind. Like they write a lot of two-dimensional characters. So they write this bully who's like, this is a dad writing a mom. 
Yeah, exactly. Because this, this is how a dad would react. Or a man writing a mom. Like, we don't even know if he has kids. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, that's true. This this is a scene that accomplishes literally nothing. Like, it doesn't no. it doesn't forward the story. It, it does nothing. <laughs> I don't understand why it happened. He this tells another way. person about a thing that's going to happen. Like, it, it just, it was, yeah. I was like, why? This is a scene that makes us realize that he has no support network and all the adults in this town (laughs) are idiots. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Which is not in any way, shape, or form the point of this episode, but we included (laughs) it for no reason. (laughs) Basically. Just to show how scared he is. Yeah. The thing that's crazy is later on, like in the next scene, well, no, not in the next scene, sorry, but like later in the episode... Like they cut, they, they, you miss a whole portion of the story that you actually wanted to see. You don't get to see Mike be an asshole, really. Yeah. Just like a couple moments. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Like, we'll, I know we'll get there, but it's like the principal, like the fight happens and then the principal tells Mike, like, it's like, it basically cuts to like five days later or something. You're like, well, why did we have this scene with the mom for no reason? And instead of this scene that would have told us what was going on anyways. And also, like, why did the principal not call the mom and bring her in with him? Yeah. But. Yeah, so like, as far as we know, as... she never found out. No, she never he, shows up like, again. He, yeah. No. Well, yeah, what is the purpose? So there is a woman. It's his mom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all we know is she is the one who forces him to go to school. Yeah. Right. To his Which dad. I think is also, like, like him writing what he thinks a good parent would do in this situation. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is very telling and disturbing. Yeah. Well, you have to go to school no matter what. Yeah. That's yeah, uh... parents don't actually care about Yeah, and kids. she doesn't seem to really care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sure she does, but in yeah. this scene it does, yeah. It's no. just like all these very two-dimensional characters yeah. that are just like literally everyone like because even freddie has no other we know nothing about freddie other than that he just likes to highlight whoever is the bully yeah like like, friends with them and obviously there's a problem in the school if it's fine like they just it's totally fine that anytime there's a fight going on there's a kid who's announcing it and like like there seems to be a culture that encourages is is this like it's like a it's fight club Whoever yeah, it's like wins a fight is like club king of the school. school. Like yeah, UFC yeah. school. Like, yeah. What they don't tell you is it's like one of those sports schools for UFC. Right. Yeah. This well, is actually first, makes sense. The yeah. first rule of fight school is you don't talk about fight school. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But okay. now we've intuited it. We figured them <laughs> out. <laughs> so, okay. So Mike goes to school, and I think it's after school. Freddie comes up to him. And he's like, didn't didn't you hear? Rumor has it Billy Barton hasn't been to school all day. And Mike's like, really? And he gets so excited. And then Billy calls him out from across the schoolyard. And Freddie's basically like, or he was playing hooky. Yeah. Another uh, pointless scene. Yeah, right? Like, get his hopes up and then dash them again. No, it definitely here, like, it's resolved in one second. It's like, oh, he's not here. <laughs> oh, no, kidding. there he is. <laughs> Yeah, but I do remember as a kid feeling like hopeful for him, and then they yeah. just take it away. But I don't really understand why they would do that. Like it just seems mean. That's yeah, just weird. Like extra mean. Mm-hmm. And like, why would he skip school and then only come back to beat up this kid? Like, if you're skipping school, just like stay away and watch. Seriously, it's way more yeah. fun. 
yeah, yeah. At that, at the point where he's skipping school, why wasn't there teachers involved? Like, and these, these kids sound <laughs> like they're like eight years old. Like, you can't like skip grade four. It's not like, <laughs> yeah. Like they like call the cops. They're like, so and so's not here. Like, we don't know. Maybe they're supposed kid. to be in middle school. But even they, still, yeah, we like, don't find out. No, we don't. But they sound so childish. Odyssey Elementary. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is elementary. According yeah. to the summary, yeah, so they're like nine years old. Yeah. That's how you know how badass Billy is. He skips. He's a nine-year-old who skips school. He's, yeah, it's like they're like Off right his there. own choice. Yeah, no one knows where this eight-year-old boy is. He's just like out on the town, yeah. smoking cigarettes, beating up kids. <laughs> uh, so Mike is basically like, "Look, I don't want to fight you. Couldn't we maybe just take the weekend to cool down?" So this is his like eight-year-old self trying to be like, "Hey, let's just be friends." Yeah, and yeah. he's taking Mr. Whitaker's advice and talk, trying to talk yeah. to him. Mr. Whitaker's yeah. terrible advice. Terrible advice. That he... <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. He has terrible advice. Uh, and Billy's basically just like, you talk too much. I don't have all day. Take your glasses off. Billy, but... Uh, How considerate. Mike, Mike, yeah. Mike brings up David and Goliath. And Billy's like, "What are? Who's that? A new rock?" Oh group? yeah, he does. Yeah, and I was like, like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard." I was like, "What?" Yeah, I didn't even include that in my notes because I was like, "That's so dumb. It's talk not about, even relevant." Talk about an old Christian man writing this thing. Is that a rock <laughs> group? Like, who? What child calls it a rock group? True. I just want to. Okay, because we're now talking about Paul McCusker <laughs> as the author. He was born in 1958. So when this was released, he was 30. Ooh, just a bright-eyed 30-year-old writer. He's like yeah. younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. Younger than Younger all than us? all of us. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, maybe it's all the wisdom that we've accumulated since we, like, because I just you, turned 31. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I know for a fact, Karis, that you could have written a much better episode <laughs> than this at 30. I yeah. struggle to think of someone who couldn't write a much better episode <laughs> than this. That's true. It's so, That's that was, a very good point. What's okay, crazy? I, feel, I honestly feel like my five-year-old, who is very bright she for is. a five-year-old, but she could write a better story she could have. I, I and does like, every day in her imaginative play okay to be fair when i started listening to this i was at your place candace and she came downstairs and mom was like okay you either have to leave or you have to sit here quietly because i was trying to like frantically get it done so i could come home so we could record and she like like you can or you can sit quietly and listen to the story and she's like what story and so then i started playing it and she listened for like 30 seconds and then she's like well, i'm out of here and she like went upstairs <laughs> i was gonna say any child would be so bored by this story it's so yeah. boring yeah anyways this um, fight this so fight. yes so a uh, 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 young bushy-tailed 30 year old sorry um yeah okay so mike gives freddie oh, no. his glasses oh. freddie is like anything i can do to help you basically and then mike's like well then you fight him and then freddie's like anything you need held i mean 
Uh, and then other classmates gather around. Someone, Someone's someone like, shout, hey, there's a fight. Check Come on, out. everybody. Yeah. Like, Check it out. Billy's beating up Mike. Yeah. In true fight club school fashion. Yeah. Yes. No, not an this adult was, to be found. This was probably like their um, final exam. Yeah. So um, it's a midterm. Freddie, the school's still on after this. Right. Yes. So Freddie, of course, jumps in to be the announcer. Magnificent Mike Caldwell and brutal Billy Barton go head to head in the fight of the century. Basically, from what we can hear, Mike is like running away and just like dodging and just like hiding as much as he can. Yeah. Billy catches up to him, grabs his shirt and rips it. And then Mike gets mad. My grandma gave me this shirt at Christmas. And then now he's just like his eyes are closed and he's just throwing punches like a maniac. Um, finally, he makes a connection with Billy's nose, giving him a bloody nose and making him cry. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you hear Billy. Billy's like, you made my nose bleed. I'm telling on you. And Mike's like, go ahead. Wait till my mom finds out you tore my shirt again. She never does. We never hear ha- what her nothing response about, is irrelevant. Yeah. Why would yeah. we care about what a woman thought of this situation, you guys? Why would we <laughs> ever think to even it's care? It's just guy stuff. It's guy but stuff. We don't understand. Do... <laughs> yeah. How can they we They do something understand? here that I think is interesting because they, like, they make Billy, then once his nose is ble- bleeds, he becomes, like, this kind of whiny baby, like, uh, yeah. I'm going to tell my daddy on I you. I can't leave you. Yeah. No. Um, and I think you. what they're trying to do is be, like, bullies are cowards, right? Mm-hmm. But right. what happens is, like, obviously this kid has emotional problems. Like, Seriously. he's not okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, somebody check on him. But and it's then- just be like, nah, nah, he's such a baby. But, like, if he's not okay it's not okay it's like oh now that he stopped fighting us we can all be really mean to him that's what we should do now like he's a fucking loser and let's all make fun of him basically and then we never hear from him again yeah Yeah. that's it so we don't know what happened to him after that he just stopped being a bully to anybody because he probably stopped going to school in general it seemed already like he was ready to quit school so probably maybe he switched schools He's maybe like, maybe he's the kid from the earlier episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe this lost episode. Maybe <laughs> yeah. he just packed yeah. up a bindle and hit the trail. He's off. He's gone. <laughs> Ro- uh, wandering Billy Barton. I really like the picture of him with a bindle. I love it. Bloody nose and it's a like, bindle. Yeah. He's like wiping his yeah. nose. He's like, oh, I'll show them. I'm going to start a new life. <laughs> wow. Billy Barton. Kid. I of anyone in this episode, I want to know more about him. Yeah. Okay. Like, what was going on with his in his life? Also, yeah. how come every bully is named Billy? Like, I, how lazy is it to change one letter in the okay. word and then say that's the guy's name? Like, that's crazy to me. As an author, <laughs> I would say it's because of alliteration and we're all super lazy. Wow. wow. Right? Billy... Bully Billy Barton. Right. Don't you think right. maybe like <laughs> maybe I it's cr- like a kid's thing like because Billy is close to bully like yeah. It's no it's then, just a misunderstanding like anyone yeah. who's named Billy must be a bully and then maybe they just fall into that role because everyone else is like well your name is Billy so you must be a bully. Yeah. That must have, that's 
That's his origin story. Yeah. I can you imagine being named Billy and you're just like looking down at your hands, they're just forming fists. You don't even know why. You're like, what? Something must be in me that just makes me <laughs> want to do this. Yeah. Someone has like spoken it over your life. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. what it's the same thing that happens to to literal Karen's, like people named Karen. Oh my god. They just hear they just hear themselves get they just they're like, Why am I so worked up at this service worker? Why am I so upset? <laughs> I came into the Starbucks completely calm and I'm furious now. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, Freddie basically is like, you know, the fight's over. Freddie's like, this is the day Odyssey will never forget. Mike Caldwell is the new school hero. And then like the crowd goes wild. Everyone's cheering. Mm-hmm. And then the next, I don't know, the next scene is them back at Wit's End Freddie's telling Wit about Magnificent Mike giving Billy a bloody nose and making him cry. And then he's like, you're the school hero. Kids will be talking about this for weeks, months, years. And Freddie is just like, basically just like buttering him up like crazy. Freddie, and like and at first, and at first Mike is like, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. But then it like, then he like starts listening to it, you know. And Mike's and Wit's kind of like, well, let's not get carried away. And Mike's like, it was pretty amazing, wasn't it? No one else has ever given him a solid punch in the nose. I feel like the real villain in this episode is is uh, Freddy. 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 It is. Yeah. It is. It is. He is. He is the antagonist. Yeah, because he's someone who like he goads on like billy when he's bullying people he like completely encourages him yeah and now he's turning he's turning mike into a monster i mean i know mike can't be turned into a monster without you know giving into it but you know if he hasn't been there being like you're the best ever yeah he would have just moved on with his life so is this just like saying that men are so weak that all they need is a couple like ego strokes and then they're like i am amazing accurate Right? Honestly, yeah. yeah. Honestly, it does happen every single fucking time. Um, yeah, Freddie like is goosing up Mike insanely. Like, like Freddie will not stop talking about how cool Mike is. It's crazy. Like, if my friend was doing this to me, I'd be like, "What is happening?" Also, yeah. I'd be like, "Shut up! You're being yes. so annoying." Yes, you're yeah. being you're being crazy. We're best friends, and like all of a sudden, your friend just like can't get enough of you. I'd be like, "What's going on? It's bizarre." Yeah, yeah. So then, finally, Freddie's like, "You're terrific. You're and Mike's like <laughs> magnificent, magnificent Mike." Yeah, and they that, show you the moment where he buys into very, this. Yeah, story. Very blatant change. Um, and then he gets invited to sit with some other kids because they heard about the fight. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, or they saw it or whatever. And then, so his popularity is clearly exploding. And, and then you just hear wit. This looks like it could be trouble for Mike. And like, thanks, that's the end of the thanks, scene. Wit. Like, thanks for not actually talking. But if it had been a girl, he would have a hundred percent like approached her and been like, Hey, listen, this is a concern, blah, 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 blah. But because it's a boy, no, he's got to figure it out on his own. Yeah, we need to be told what to do. Whoa. Imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know any better. He's going to figure it all out. We're just here to look pretty. Yeah. Well, we have penis homes. You know, we're (laughs) a penis home. Uh, Mine's my butt. Mark. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was really beautiful. <laughs> so good. This yeah, whole episode has just been so good. Uh, okay. So the next episode, the next scene, Mike gets called into the principal's office. I think I spelled principal wrong for like half of it. I like switched halfway through. Anyway, it doesn't matter. My notes are a mess. He's a principled but... person, so it's still accurate. That's right. So he goes to the, gets called to the principal's office. And then he asks him, did I do something wrong? And the principal's like, just because I asked to see you doesn't mean you did something wrong. Oh, really? Has he ever asked to see him before? Does he ever ask to see students when they don't do something wrong? Because then he tells him what he did wrong. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. It was the beginning of this where the other, I just wanted to highlight the other woman in the episode is right here. Oh, yes. 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 And I didn't even notice again. So. Yeah. Because she's basically made to be invisible, like the way she's written. And she's like in the distance, right? Because she's outside the door. And then she's talking like this, like, um, yeah. Okay. You can go in and see the principal now. (laughs) Um, I guess there are two girls that are listed at the very bottom of the cast. Yeah. (laughs) The receptionist is an unknown actress. Oh, wow. so I bet you it, it. Yeah, we don't. Right, know. Isn't Heather Sanders the one who asks him to go for? Yeah, like to go sit with them or whatever. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Was it a girl who asked them to sit? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, Mike. Oh, he's so he's so dreamy. Come sit with us. Yeah. I well, know we know that's like why. More. Pardon. I know there's something I like more than a man capable of violence. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's really when things started going to his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because women are trouble. It was we her are. fault. As we know, any time a man sins, it's a woman's fault. Freddie, Freddie, borderline, like, tries to kiss his friend Mike for 35 minutes straight in front of Wit, saying how cool he is. <laughs> and then, like, one girl's like, hey, Mike. And they're like, mm, that bitch just ruined Mike's life. <laughs> and turned him into a monster. Uh accurate yeah okay yeah. sorry i just wanted to highlight uh, yes woman. no i'm glad you did because i had not written it down so background receptionist thank you you be mike you be mike and mosa will be the principal okay and and i'll be background receptionist okay mike you can go in and see the principal now <laughs> just because i asked to see you doesn't mean you did something wrong So a couple of weeks ago, you got into a skirmish with Billy Barton while I was out of town. Well, as a result of the fight, there's been a lot of talk around school. It was the event of the century. Yes, that's what I've been hearing. But I'm hearing someone else has taken his place as the school bully. And you've asked me in here to take care of him? Who is it? This guy they've been calling... Magnificent Mike. Magnificent Mike? Hey, that's me. The Mike Caldwell from a... I like... Is this a jump? Yeah, I kind of like grabbed just like the highlight. But that's kind of the vibe in the room. But that's the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then from there, he's just like... Basically, he's like, you've that, changed. That was a stellar performance. Thank you. It was. Guys. Yeah, you so thank much. You. Yeah. Um, it I feel like... Feel- I feel like you really captured like 
the way they were trying to make him seem concerned, but he came across as very creepy. Yeah, it truly <laughs> yeah. was a chilling performance I found when I was listening to it. I was like, this principal really wants to like, I really, I just like, you could see him like thinking about grabbing Mike's thigh a bit. And you were like, don't do it. <laughs> He's attracted to power. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is why Billy was having such a hard time because there was something going on with the principal. What what made me mad about this scene was like at the end of it, the principal's like, hey, you've turned into a bully. And Mike's like, so what? What's the problem? Goodbye. Yeah. And the principal literally does nothing as as he must have done with Billy Barton. Literally. Yeah. Like, if they're a bully, shouldn't you do something? He literally says he didn't hear a word I said. He literally out loud is being like, I've accomplished nothing as administrator of this <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and he's fine here? with it. Because yeah. he's like, my whole job is to like try and talk to this kid who doesn't want me to listen to me. And if he doesn't listen to me, that's totally fine, I guess. Like, no, it's not. It's not fine. Why aren't you talking to his parents? Why aren't you like having a collaborative you know, like, why aren't you getting people on his team to, like, support him? Well, and Obviously, why... he's traumatized. He's a traumatized kid. He's been watching his fellow students be pulverized by this maniac. Also, like, why include the bizarre detail of the principal leaving town as if to abdicate him of the responsibility of stopping the fight? And then he still does nothing anyway. So, okay, Absolutely. like, what's the point? And also, like, just because the principal's gone doesn't mean there's no teachers or yes, other exactly. adult staff. Yeah, literally. Like, oh. is the principal the only person that can intercede here? It yeah. was a one-room school. And... It was your, it was your college? <laughs> yeah, it was my college. I've I, I heard, on... like, multiple college stories. When I, in the last Patreon episode, when you said there was 20 people, I, like, spit water everywhere. I was like, what? <laughs> When I was like, okay, just to clarify, there were only this many yeah. students. You mean like this wasn't a school. I was in a fucking like literal cold. Yes. Yeah. Um. Um. Okay. Next okay. scene. So yeah. should I just like basically? Oh yeah. Okay. Wait. We're so basically. Mike's like, well, I beat Billy Barton. I'm the school hero. Like. I'm amazing. And the principal's like, yeah, but it was just a lucky punch. And Mike is just so offended. How could you say that? And then the principal, like, he's like, I'm amazing. I did all this stuff. And the principal's like, yeah, that's the attitude I'm talking about. This is problematic. And then he says, the pride goes before the fall. I'd like to just see regular Mike Caldwell come back again, you know, before that happens. Mm -hmm. And Mike's just like, are we done? And then he leaves. And okay, so I this is this is the point I was talking about where I'm like, why yeah. is the scene that the principal saying, I've heard you've been an asshole for a few days while I've been out of town, instead of <laughs> us seeing him be an asshole? Like, like why? <laughs> Lazy writing. And the principal just basically just being ineffectual, like an, another ineffectual grown up in this town that doesn't yeah. know Literally. how to do anything the third now the third person in a row the third adult aware of the situation who's chosen the complete hands-off on the situation yeah yeah Yeah. well and okay if 
if Billy did go home and tell on Mike like he said he would, then also his parents are doing nothing and being useless in the situation. So really, like any adult we encounter or don't even encounter. The many children who Billy put in crutches previous, (laughs) their parents like, oh, my child's injured and I won't ask why. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's so much missing. So... Anyway, so then the next is like Mike and Freddie are walking down the hallway. He's talking to Freddie and he's just like so offended. How could he have said it was a lucky punch? Uh, You know, he thinks I've changed, blah, blah, blah. And Freddie's like, well, you have changed. And like, there's like Freddie's like, Freddie? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Freddie's like, "Um, it was kind of a lucky punch. It's like, Freddie, you're the one who was like screaming at the cafeteria or at Pop Tate. I want to call Wits Pop Tates always for some reason. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one at Wits being like, Mike rules for like an hour straight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it's like, it's like this like deflection thing, like, Oh, look over there. See, I wasn't the one doing it. (laughs) Distraction. (laughs) But anyway, so then as they're talking, Mike bumps up against someone, like down the hallway, and tells them to get out of his way. As we know, bumping, the cause of many fights at this school. Yes. Apparently. Yes. Yes. And so this timid voice is just like, sorry, magnificent Mike. And like Mike doesn't even, isn't even aware of it, just continues ranting. It was... wasn't a lucky punch it was skill sheer talent freddie's like it was a lucky punch mike and mike's like no it wasn't you don't know what you're talking about and then they have this like kind of little fight and he's like i don't like fine i don't need you anyway and then he walks away and then he bumps into somebody else because apparently he's clumsy and so then he so then he looks at the person is like why don't you watch where you're going and this new person that we are not introduced to yet but he talks. He does. He, says, he sounds exactly. Into me. He sounds exactly like Jesse Eisenberg. Like I was freaking out. I was like, "Why is Mark Zuckerberg from Social Network in this?" <laughs> That's amazing. The Do voice get, is we... Christopher Lewis. Christopher Lewis, get involved in the animated versions of of Jesse Eisenberg movies. You can be like two... the pseudo voice. Yeah, he played two minor characters. Nice. We don't even. It doesn't even list them. Wait. You know how like Tim Allen's brother was the voice of Buzz Lightyear in the Buzz Lightyear animated show? Yeah. That's the this is what his dream is. This, yeah, that's great. Yeah. We should find him and tell him that. Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't punch me in the stomach. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry, oops. So <laughs> No. So then anyway, so he walks into this person, this person is like, You walked into me and made me drop my books. You should pick them up or I'll punch you in the stomach. And like, which seems like a weird when, flex, but when you said they were like that, that's literally what he says. He's like, you should pick <laughs> up my books or I'll punch you in the stomach. I was like, what kind of threat right, is yeah. this? <laughs> I was like, Jesse Eisenberg, you're clearly a loser. <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, punch you um in the stomach, actually. The, it's, he's coming on really strong as a new kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Mike's like, you don't want to fight me. I beat Billy Barton. And this this other person's like, who? I've never heard of him. You're going to pick up my books or not? And Mike's like, no, I'm not going to pick up your books, basically. <laughs> and he gets... <laughs> so then... <laughs> Just so like... then the new person punches him in the stomach. 
And then he's like, you're not so tough. That Billy Barton must have been a wimp, which we kind of know is true. Yeah. But like, he had issues. All kids, like, yeah. Honestly. uh, Anyway. I feel like they expect him to be tougher at fight school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, he never goes to class. He doesn't learn how to be tough. (laughs) (laughs) So then um, Freddie comes back. Right, checks on Mike. Mike's like, I just want to be alone. And so then Freddie jumps in to help carry pick up the books of the new kid, finds out his name is Sam. And then Freddie's like, Stomach punching Sam. <laughs> he has this like alliteration thing going on. Yeah. And Freddie and then- literally creates the next bully. Like, <laughs> I bet he I bet he blew smoke up Billy Barton's ass too. Yeah. And that's why he was a bully in the first place. Like he someone so- needs to take down Freddie. Freddie yeah. is the bully behind the bullies. He is. He just like props up this person and then hides behind them and like it's yeah. it's it's a disease. Yeah. So then Mike just kind of mutters to himself, I'll bet there's a lesson in this somewhere. <laughs> and so then we get back to Wit's End. Next okay. scene, Mike Mike is at Wit's End. He's all alone. You know, Mr. Whitaker makes a comment about it. He asks for a milkshake to soothe an upset stomach and tells Mr. Whitaker that he got punched. Yeah, who wants a milkshake after they got punched in the stomach? Yeah, no kidding. That, yeah. Would, that would be <laughs> that sounds much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Just like make your stomach. Give me a upset. bunch of dairy in my yeah. gut. Oh, <laughs> uh, nothing make me better than just like a ton of milk. Yeah. <laughs> milk. Mm. <laughs> um so uh then Wit's like this Wit just uh Wit's like I had a feeling that might happen. Smarmy Mr. Whitaker. Yeah, yeah. thanks. You were we pretty distracted. Make, oh, we want to make yeah, smarmy asshole shirts that have like Mr. Whitaker's face, but say God like smarmiest honest. asshole. Because he's the worst. Yeah, he is. He, uh, yeah, so he's, he, you were pretty distracted with being the new tough guy around here. And then he brings up David and Goliath again and how David fought Goliath because Goliath was laughing at God. So he was just doing what God told him to. And then he's like, there's a difference between fighting to help someone and fighting just because it makes you look cool. And then Mike says, pride goes before the fall. And Wit tells him what like the actual Bible verse is, which is like pride goes before destruction. I don't know. I Arrogance don't know. something. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Er- yeah. Before the fall. It's Proverbs 16, 18. I wrote that down, but I didn't. We're not here to talk about the Bible. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not I here to talk about fiction. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wit's like, you may think you're hot stuff right now, but you won't be for too long. Uh, and Mike's like, I knew if I came here, I'd find the lesson I was supposed to learn in this stuff. Like, and okay, what? I know, like we were okay. just told the lesson, oh, but yeah. what actually even is the lesson? Like, what? Okay, wait. Should I just yeah? I'll just finish let's quickly finish the and episode, can, like, and then we can yeah. talk about like what's the actual lesson. All the things, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, stuff like this doesn't happen to us kids, except to teach us something. That's what my dad says, anyway. And then Wit's like, yeah, stuff like this happens to adults too. We have to be open to learning no matter our age. I would love to see any Christian open to I would to love learning. to see Mr. Whitaker learn something. Uh, seriously. I would like to see Mr. Whitaker get in a fight. <laughs> yeah, There's too. a lot of us that want to. Yeah. And so then, so that's basically the end of this episode. Um, there's a little more back and forth, but not anything significant. And then Chris is basically... 
Jesus taught us to become a leader without being a bully. The leaders of his time abused their authority, much like the leaders of our time. I know. You would say. I know. Jesus told his disciples, whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Whoever first among you must be your slave. Jesus knew that the best way to keep a leader from abusing his authority was to keep him as a servant. And then they give us Bible verses. And that's basically the end of what happened to that idea. Servant leadership. Seriously. That was a kind of like comical almost part to listen to considering the state of modern evangelicism. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, wow, like. That's, you guys don't believe this stuff. No. Yeah. And keep in mind, this was written in the 80s. It, it would be interesting to, to listen to something that was written more recently because I imagine, I mean, it's hard to say because they do speak out of two sides of their mouth because yeah. we were just listening. We, we just talked to someone for a later episode mm-hmm. last night about um, this. Basically, it's an episode that is about why you should... Basically, if someone is abusing others, it's nobody's business and you shouldn't bring anything to light. Like, it's not, it's framed in terms of like a a drug addicted basketball player. So it's like someone who's famous who has a a secret and it comes to light. But the way they talk about it is exactly the same way they talk about abusers. So they have that very clear messaging. And then they have stuff like this, like, that's how you keep leaders humble except there it it doesn't connect like you can't have it both ways no it doesn't well I I mean like I do feel like genuinely like having sat again in those like men's groups it's like abuser school it's like here's Mm -hmm. how to do it like here's how to have people completely dependent on you always and then you can do whatever you want like it's it's Mm -hmm. like to breed that Mm mm-hmm I mean, I see that in a lot of Christian relationships. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's right. It's, yeah. I don't, I find there's not a lot of Christian relationships I see that don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. You know? And, like, even, like, this. I I hope that, I, I guess I don't care about sharing this. Who cares? But it's, like, even in my parents' relationship, like, my mom is Christian. My dad is Muslim, as I've said a billion times already on this. And, um, you know, the church has indoctrinated my mom into thinking it's completely normal and good for her to have been treated like shit her whole life. Like, mm-hmm. my dad's okay. never been a good husband, not once. And all she's ever said to me is like, well, you know, like, I'm supposed to submit and like all this stuff. It's like, okay, like, it's uh, like, yeah. I mean... Uh, it's also like it's so common that women who are in terrible marriages go and talk to their church leaders and the pastors and the pastors men. are like you the men mm-hmm. yeah are like you have to stay with them mm-hmm. like they can be in straight up abusive situations yeah. and they'll be like you have to because marriage Which is I would sacred say, like and I think my mom literally is like I, I don't maybe not physically but like certainly emotional abuse my yeah. whole life experienced that you know, cause I was experiencing it and like, yeah, yeah just told, and I mean like, it's been kind of difficult now, especially coming out to my mom and stuff like that is realizing mm-hmm. my mom has a really lo- low opinion of women. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, mm. and I know, and I, and I don't think that was innate. I think that was learned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's, it's sad to hear. It's like, Oh, 
oh, I didn't make this connection. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it gets so internalized. Like this is how they they operate. They teach it to you as though Mm -hmm. God is saying this is what you should be as a woman. And then it becomes internalized. And then we police ourselves. It's like, here's all our crazy ideas. These ideas are also supposed to be literally your identity. Like this is, this is who you are is like, is this. And it's so unnuanced and it's so taken out of context and they don't care. And it's not like they, they don't take into account, um, like setting and context for any of these verses that they use for women. And in fact, like a lot of them use very known to be sexist translations of the Bible that were translated in Mm -hmm. order to remove any mention of women in positions of power. Mm -hmm. Well, or add, add verses like submit. Yeah. Yeah. That's not actually in the original translation. And, and how many times have we heard it? Mm-hmm. how many times have we heard it yeah literally anytime anyone is talking about like being a woman in a in yeah. the church it's yep. about submitting yeah. it's like when we come up it's in and then they say like and you're supposed to submit it oh it's crazy it's gross it's, so crazy. it's gross it's yeah. so gross i have to say as someone who before i was out like in a marriage i was so confused as to why i was never supposed to talk to my partner it was like oh, i go you know like yeah. you you're just like they're like don't just make a bad decision like it was crazy you know like you're talking to your friends and they're giving you just awful advice that's see it's so crazy to me i i I just think i think like it's it's been really frustrating recognizing just like all our lives were it's like talked about how like we're the ones who fly off the handle we're the ones who are emotional we are not like i think the only times I've ever been surprised by an emotional outburst has been a man, like an inappropriate yes. emotional outburst has been an angry yes. man being way yes. too angry for the situation. Like, it's just like, and, but like literally all of our lives is like, we're just gaslighted into telling and they're like, no, like you're the crazy ones. Yep. If you have any level of emotional awareness, you're seen as being too emotional. Yeah. And then we have these men who have all of this trauma and all this shit and they don't know how to deal with it. And they're not supposed to. They're told that it doesn't matter. Like that the strong thing is to just like push it down and never deal with it. Because to, you know, like actually try and deal with something is that like that's so womanly, you yeah. know? And, then and so then when they're anger. triggered and they have these insane mm-hmm. outbursts that just like make everyone feel where, scared. Yeah. Where literally sometimes they kill us. <laughs> like literally yeah. murder us. It <laughs> literally. It's like, like literally, honestly, right? Yeah. Like we talked that's... about this like in one episode um where Mr. Whitaker is like this with his daughter. Like with his daughter. Just, yeah. He's just like so triggered and he's just like yelling at her for no reason. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Really? Like our god person? This is crazy. Yeah. 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 But I mean if you look at like the Old Testament god, he's like yelling at people all oh the time. Oh my god. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, should we do the wiki question through to make it so that the old testament god and the new testament god are the same i love it right (laughs) yeah should Um, we do the wiki questions sure okay should i do do you want me to do them i'll read them them. i'll read them okay do i still have the document i could read them i can oh yeah do you want to read them no i'm joking i'm joking do it okay okay i will 
Should Mike have stood up to Billy Barton? Why or why not? No, Mike, you shouldn't have. He should have talked to a grown-up. Yeah, go find someone capable of of dealing with the situation. You're like eight years old. You're super afraid. Yeah. Go be safe. Also, stand up to Freddie because Freddie is the worst. Freddie's the problem. Hey, like, don't celebrate this fight. Yeah. So we know that the appropriate answer they're looking for is that he definitely should have because the next question is, when is it more appropriate to turn the other cheek? So obviously in this situation, it wasn't appropriate, but right. <laughs> wow. I know. Okay. So then when, when is, it, is it more appropriate? Like I don't understand. I don't, I think the idea is like he was defending someone else. So that was good. Right. Like he was jumping to someone's aid. Defend. So he should have stood up to him. So and he sometimes when it would bullied? be, when it would have been more appropriate to turn the other cheek is um, standing up for himself. Yeah. Like, like yeah. don't stand up for yourself. <laughs> just stand up for other people. I just don't understand <laughs> how many other opportunities there are to turn your other cheek than a fight. Like what, what, That's true. what, yeah. what, what is the appropriate context for this? It's crazy. I mean, I feel like the actual context for the verse turn to turn the other cheek is like, um, it was used. I heard a Rob Bell talk about this once. Where yeah, I was going to ask you about this because I remember you bringing this up in in yeah. So because it's like go the extra mile, like turn the other cheek. There's like all these things. Like and, yeah, if and someone asks you to walk in terms one mile, of like to. the Jews interacting with the Romans, I think because the Romans, the the centurions would like pick on them and stuff and like bully them basically, and we're bad. We're like racist and so this was a way of them to kind of get the roman centurions in trouble because it was like there were laws about like how much you could ask of a like a common citizen so you could ask them to carry your pack for a mile and then he's like well but then you carry it for another mile carry it for another mile and they'll get in trouble right like yeah or like no, and the them, turn the other cheek for your one, cloak. Yeah, give them your shirt also, right? because then yeah, then they'll feel shame because there was like shame in seeing someone naked. Right, this was being like, like a cop can't arrest you for this. A cop, he was like that guy on YouTube who's like, he's like they can't enter your home unless they have this. He, that was that was what that sermon was. Yeah, it Pretty was, much, and yeah. I don't remember the turn the other cheek one now. I don't remember, but. It was something like that. Like it was a way to subvert the authority. And folks in the family is like, it can only be explained in the context of a literal fist fight. And we will say not to do it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't turn the other cheek. Yeah. Don't (laughs) do it. That's what they said, basically. Like, it's so funny to hear that the question is that because I was like, the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, the elephant in the room here is turn the other cheek. Like what we all know yeah it's like yeah but they're like you know that's a good verse but not for this context but let's talk about yeah yeah let's talk about the context yeah jesus Um, probably didn't mean this we're gonna yeah yeah, we're gonna do that for this can we do that for like things like homosexuality and like (laughs) you know like can we talk about context no 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 need yeah (laughs) um how could mike have kept himself from becoming a bully 
Oh, I know the answer to this one. Yeah. By not listening to Freddie. I know. Freddie is the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Freddie is a monster. Okay, Karis. Bible drill. What's the... Wait. Oh, my God. Okay. Read Matthew 20, 25 to 28. We won't make Mosa do it because she's sworn to never open a Bible again. Thank you. Yes, that's true. Okay. Well, it's basically... Oh, no. It's the one where Jesus is like... Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Whoever is first among you must be your slave. It's okay. basically. Right. So this is like. What it is. You need to be humble with with great power. Yeah. Have humility. Comes great humility. It seems Wait. kind of <laughs> tangentially related to the lesson of the story to me. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As with every single episode. It's a big stretch. Yeah. How do you make an entire show based off a book full of lessons and not understand how to like tell a story about learning <laughs> a lesson? Like, how do you do that? How, how is it that they're so bad at drawing conclusions when they are so aggressive about the correct way yeah. of relating and reading the Bible? I also, I feel like listening to these growing up did not have a small impact on how bad I was in English in high school. You know, like it was only when I got to college that I like actually understood that things should actually tie together. Yeah. (laughs) That was not something I understood. That there could be art in writing instead of just like rhetoric. It was really funny in the, like, there's like the little ad break in the middle of this thing where they tell you to get highlights magazine. Which I subscribe to. Oh, I yeah. had as a kid. And it was like, and cool ways to grow your relationship with God. I was like, what? Like doing like <laughs> doing like search and finds and was that? Yeah. Like was everyone doing reading like... Goofus and Gallant and being like, you know what? I feel closer to the Lord. Yeah. I never got highlights, but I did get Brio. Brio? What's yeah, that? that was like their one for yeah. adolescent girls. Adolescent, but they had Brio girls. girls, which was for like younger. Jealous. Oh, I didn't get I that one. A... I got like the teenage girl one yeah. when I was in middle school. Yeah. You know, I I had a cool Bible that was for boys. I had a skateboarder on the front of it. Oh, <laughs> um, and that's probably why I'm not saved. Is because if they had bought me the girl one, I would have learned it. I would have really <laughs> cherished it. Yeah. I had yeah. uh, the True Love Waits Bible. So oh, gross. Sad. yeah why the fixation on children fucking in it's Sorry. gross yeah it's it's, it's so it gross no it's so gross it's yeah is, it is bizarre and disgusting does anyone have anything else they want to talk about with this episode oh, oh can i ask a question What's the, what is the moral <laughs> what did we land on that i don't know if there was one there really uh, there really wasn't one and it almost felt like they were like we kind of give up with this one like I did, when, I, <laughs> when she said this was the first episode of the like uh, this season or whatever i was like this is this how the started this what? is how they led yeah. into it yeah they're like put our best work first this one that goes nowhere about nobody no yeah just wait till you get to the rest of the season god brutal oh poor yeah. you poor children i'm gonna listen to this once we hit the uh, imagination station we'll have you back oh sounds good yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. we'll have you back for a couple of those episodes yeah i want to see some something at least borderline interesting for crying out loud oh my god this was like a story that a child would have written this is what we've had this conversation before like about other episodes like a story a child would have written yeah and i just because you're writing for children doesn't mean you need to write as a child like yeah children can appreciate things stories that that are well written that are better written 
Yeah. If, you, yeah. If, if you're wanting your child to experience the stories of children, just have your child hang out with other children then. <laughs> True. And have them talk to each yeah, other. But you can't control what's coming out of other children's mouths. <laughs> yeah, In this context, they're not you can Christian. control exactly yeah. what comes out of other children's mouths. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's all about control. I don't think there was any morals in this at all. It would. Yeah. As far as I can yeah. tell, Odyssey is a town where no grown-ups know how to deal with any problems that kids are going through. And no wonder yeah. they don't call them so much like the church yeah yes but oh my god like yes that's exactly it because it's this guy's worldview right about like how adults interact with children based on his experience in the church and he just like transplanted it over into this story yeah yeah and that's why it sucks so bad and again like i can't kids in the church are just abandoned Sorry. <laughs> they are. And then yeah. and, and and this is about a situation that literally never occurs. Like again, this this we talked about it. There I don't think I think Steven used to get into fist fights. Really? <laughs> Steven? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Take us home, Karis. <laughs> okay. Um, anything you wanna plug? Oh Before my we God. end, do you have anything you want to? I have an Instagram. It's uh, Mo's a girl underscore underscore underscore. Oh my God. IG. Um, I have a Twitter, but I won't plug that because I get messy on Twitter. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm boring. Um, and my Instagram's boring too. So if you want to see a bunch of my selfies at work, because if I feel cute, I'm going to take a picture of it. I love it. Um, it happens once every six days and we got to capitalize on it. <laughs> um, otherwise, that's about it. I mean, like, I, I was in Bullskit, but I don't, I don't do it anymore, so. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to ask if that was still a thing, but. It's like, it, it's becoming a thing again now, but I'm not doing it. I'm just like, uh, mm. I might be done with that part of my life. That's fair. Yeah. No more improv. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I don't have to drive. Yeah. I just feel like there's more important things to do than me dick around. Uh, I mean, I want to just dick around and get high at home by myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Priorities, right? Yeah. I'm like, you know what? There's yeah. people dying. So I'm not doing comedy anymore. I'm just going <laughs> to sit at my house. <laughs> Way to take a stand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm withdrawing from uh, society in protest. <laughs> yeah. That's, right. That's gonna, how I feel every day. I'm yeah. going to go yeah. really like just not be able to live without feeling major anxiety and uh then self-medicating yeah it's the darkest timeline it is it is it is it's really hard to feel like it is the end of the world Mm -hmm. and we knew about it the whole time no one did anything capitalism is killing us all yeah and you're just like guess i'll smoke weed because i'm just one person i know <laughs> really like what do i, I do mm-hmm. and i wonder sometimes because i feel like there's so many of us feeling that yeah. and if we could all connect to each other and like do something but I'm, it feels so overwhelming i'm genuinely ready I I, I I i won't be one of the first for sure but i am ready for violent revolution at this point like you know like two yeah. months in i'll mm-hmm. be like okay i'm gonna go fight the rich people too i'll be like yeah i'll listen to way and i'll go months. fight i mean oh yeah I... well thanks for thanks for listening everyone if you like our stuff please rate us 
uh, rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Ideology Podcast. And follow us on Patreon, $5 a month. You get a bunch of fun extra stuff, two extra episodes a month of not Adventures in Odyssey, but other crazy, wild, toxic, evangelical stuff that Honestly, we get to talk about. it's the good stuff on there. It's the really It is the good stuff. stuff. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's the really fun stuff. So if you like us, then subscribe because uh, it's just more, it's more amazing, fun, awesome stuff and more amazing, fun guests so thank you mosa for being on the episode with us it was so delightful having you it was really fun thank you for having me uh it was nice and... to reconnect after so yeah. long yeah, yeah it, it was really, really was. nice yeah it's yeah. been like 15 years probably yeah crazy yeah um yeah thanks everyone for listening and have a good night it has not been Bye. 15 years it's i think it's been more <laughs> bye bye well it's been <laughs>